VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. We do thank you for joining us on Crosstalk today here on VCY America. And today will be another installment in our What in the World segment. Now, friends, I know that uh, perhaps you've had different expressions when people have shared with you sometimes shocking information or information that sounds so insane that you kind of shake your head and say, What in the world? You know, what, what are you thinking? What in the world's going on here? And friends, the stories we're going to share with you here today on Crosstalk, just give me that very same feeling. What in the world? What, what is taking place here? When are we going to come to our moral senses here? When are we going to come to our spiritual senses in our nation and around this world? Friends, we're living in a time in which, indeed, as of old, we have forgotten God. We've turned our back on Him, and we are seeing the effects where every man is doing that which is right in his own eyes. doesn't matter the morality or immorality of it. That's not even in consideration anymore. But it is uh, certainly what is, what is right for me. What is my truth? What do I feel? How do I want to respond and, and feel about these things? We're going to share a number of stories with you here today, and I ask the question, what in the world? And we trust uh, perhaps even sharing some of these things will shake us to our spiritual senses, that we must get back to the Word of God. We must get back to biblical morality in our lives, to be what the church is supposed to be, to be the dads and moms that we're called to be, not just letting our children go wayward on, on their own way, down their own path, but nowhere instructed to bring them up in the nurture and admonition, admonition of the Lord. We, we see what's happened to a society that has turned its back on God. Oh, I read with great joy from Joshua twenty four fifteen as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And all the people say, yes, we're with you, Joshua. We're going to do that. And friends, as Joshua died and others of that generation, we find in Judges 2.10 that there was a generation that was raised that knew not God, didn't know his, who God was, didn't know his wonderful works. And we see where every man did that which is right in his own eyes. I would contend with you that we are very much in that same situation. Let me share some stories with you here today on Crosstalk. A story here coming from Live Action. It was a documentary from The Telegraph. Dr. Kanya Troughton told Telegraph staffer Stephen Edgington that she had been an abortionist before becoming a practitioner of medical assistance in dying, MAID, M-A-I-D, after she could no longer profit from abortion. You see, the documentary Canada's Woke Nightmare, a warning to the West, touched on many of the issues facing Canada Day. One of the topic of was assisted suicide, along with the pressure that both individuals with heart con- health conditions and their doctors are put under to participate in it. Well, as social being a social justice activist, shared her support of physician-assisted suicide and, uh, and a quick path to becoming a maid practitioner. Most of my career has been with abortion care, mother's health, reproductive rights, social justice, and I've been trying to integrate what I believe in what's happening and on the ground. And so when the legislation came through on assisted dying, it was the same year that we got uh, mifepristone in, in Canada. I uh, make, make that mifepristone. So uh, the drug that people can take a tablet for abortion. So my skills and, and need for doing surgical abortion was limited. And I thought, oh, there's an interesting change in the law happening. That's about social justice. When about a person's autonomy, I wonder if I could get involved with that. Well, according to the CBC, the abortion pill now outnumbers surgical abortions in New Brunswick, 65 or 68% of abortions covered by Medicare are chemical abortions and just could not make it anymore. Killing babies in the womb, it just can't make it anymore. But here's an opportunity now for medical aid assistance in, you know, in dying and killing the elderly or killing those who don't feel like they have uh, life worth living anymore. And as a result, now are involved in assisting death with individuals that are later in life. Friends, I, my mind went to the book of Proverbs from chapter 8. Does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice? 
The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. Now therefore hearken unto me, O my children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction, be wise, refuse it not. Blessed is a man that heareth me, watching gaily at the gates, waiting at the post of the door. For whoso findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. And that's what we're seeing, a love of death. Sorry, I can't make m- enough money killing babies in the womb any longer. Then now I'm going to kill pay, ba- uh, you know, individuals outside the womb. I'm going to kill them later in life. First John 3.14 says, We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. This so-called doctor is abiding in death. No love for the, for the people. No love for uh, the patient. In LifeNews.com, reporting that a euthanasia group that set up Canada's first euthanasia house, aiming to open similar houses where people can go to end their life through euthanasia throughout Canada. In 2021, 10,064 lives were ended by assisted suicide or euthanasia, an increase of over 32% from the previous year, accounting for 3.3% of all deaths in Canada. According to the latest report, the medical assistance in dying that's made from Health Canada 17.3% of people cited isolation or loneliness as a reason for wanting to die. 35.7% of cases, patients believe that they were a burden on family, friends, or caregivers. What in the world? Here we are, and folks, you were warned about this. I mean, whatever happened to the human race? Remember that series, uh, Francis Schaeffer, C. Everett Koop, that came out? And, and how they warned that uh, this taking of innocent life in the womb is going to lead toward taking life later in life. And, and, and people mocked that and scorned at that. That's never going to happen. Canada is quite an example, and we're seeing that happen in numerous states now in the United States as well. LifeNews.com telling us in travesty of justice out of the state of Nebraska. The woman who killed her daughter's 29-year-old unborn, uh, 29-week-old unborn baby and set the child on fire. Get that picture in your mind. Killed her daughter's 29-week-old unborn baby, set the child on fire, will only get two years in prison. April of 22, authorities said teenager Celeste Burgess was about 30 weeks pregnant when her mother, Jessica, obtained abortion pills, gave them to her daughter, killing the unborn baby. Then the mother and daughter burned the aborted baby's body and threw it in a field. At first, police said their investigation centered around the improper disposal of the baby's body. However, after further investigation, they said they discovered evidence that Jessica bought abortion drugs from a company in India, gave them to her pregnant daughter. Just recently, the Madison County District Judge Mark Johnson sentenced Jessica to one year in prison for tampering with human skeletal remains and making false statements to authorities that will run concurrently and one year for doing an illegal abortion for a total of two years. What in the world? Friends, have you seen these sentences handed out on those that were involved in in J6? One individual, 22 years. Another 18 years, Couple, uh, uh, somebody at 17 years, another at 15 years. But here, you kill your daughter's 29-week-old unborn baby and set the child on fire, and you get two years in prison? What in the world? Let's go now to Texas. From Western Journal, a 25-year-old Texas man facing accusations of raping a 16-year-old is no longer in jail due to a delay by prosecutors in obtaining an indictment against him. According to KTRK-TV, Luis Sanchez posted the $1 bail set by a judge last week and no longer on the roster of Harris County jail inmates, was arrested in May on a charge of sexual assault of a child under the age of 17, related to an April 22 incident, according to the UK Daily Mail. Under Texas law, prosecutors must obtain an indictment within 90 days of a suspect being arrested. If prosecutors fail to do this, the defendant can go free on either a personal reconnaissance bond or a bond set at a level that the individual can afford. The DA's office obtained the indictment two days after the deadline, KTRK reported. Uh, Because Sanchez was listed as indigent, he was given a $1 bond. A $1 bond. The mother 
of this uh, girl that had been raped, a girl that was given, according to the Daily Mail, uh, a girl was given a, a, a drug, went to Sanchez's, uh, Sanchez's home, siblings went home, the girl stayed, she was given vodka to drink, the report said she didn't know what took place till she awoke. Next to a man unclothed, and a DNA test showed that the baby that she was carrying was fathered by him. Deadline for filing was two days. The mother of this daughter said it's egregious miscarriage of justice that will allow a child rapist to be released to an unsuspecting public. We feel blindsided because we took comfort in the fact that he was initially granted a $75,000 bond because we could sleep at night knowing he could not make that bond. The frenzy's out. Not scheduled to return to court until November. What in the world? Let's take a look at some else that's going on. And folks, what's happening in different countries, including our neighbor to the north, it's just a matter of time before it comes to us as well. The story here coming to us from LifeSiteNews.com, just days after the million, uh, million-person march against LGBT propaganda in schools swept the nation, the town of Waterloo, Ontario, is considering a bylaw prohibiting any communication on municipal property that could make LGBT-identifying people feel harassed. On Wednesday, September 29th, Waterloo Regional Councillors will vote, that is today, voting on a bylaw to ban any communication on publicly owned property that could make someone who identifies as LGBT feel harassed, offended, or troubled. Under the proposed bylaws, activities which are considered prohibited include communicating, causing, or permitting communication with any person in a way that causes a person reasonably, in all the circumstances, to feel harassed. Communication is considered words spoken, written, or recorded electronically or electronic, electromagnetically or otherwise, as well as gestures, signs, or other visible representations. Don't roll your eyes at somebody, folks. Furthermore, the bylaw defines harass as including but not, not limited to feeling tormented, troubled, worried, plagued, or badgered, or experiencing objectionable or unwelcome conduct, conduct uh, or comment, bullying, or actions that could reasonably cause offense or humiliation, including conduct of, of uh, uh, conduct, uh, comment, bullying, or actions because of race, religious beliefs, color, disability, age, ancestry, place of origin, marital status, source of income, family status, gender, gender identity, gender expression, sexual orientation. Those who violate the bylaws will be removed from municipal property and could face a fine up to 200 $50. They are voting on this today. And I ask the question, what in the world? Troublesome times in which we live, and friends, are up against a break, but I'm going to come back with further stories of current events that are taking place as we speak, some here in the U.S., some in uh, neighboring uh, uh, nations, uh, and certainly around the world as well. Taking a look at these issues, certainly putting a thermometer into the culture of today, and seeing what is going on, and, and folks, it's, it's disturbing. We're on a pathway of self-destruction that's taking place, and certainly on the pathway of judgment from a righteous and holy God. We'll be back in one minute. This is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and author with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, does natural selection occur today? Chris, God created each basic category of life with a built-in adaptability to various conditions. Natural selection can choose from the variety which best fits an environment. But note that this is not evolution. It's merely selection of genes which already exist. Nothing new has evolved. Recently, a population of island lizards was introduced onto a new island. In 20 years, they had adapted, and their average leg length was shorter. Evolutionists crowed that this was a great evolutionary advancement, but big deal. Natural selection had occurred, but not evolution. Natural selection is not a creative process. Creation, now that did occur by the supernatural powers of God, back in Genesis. For more information on science from a Christian perspective, Visit us on the web at www.icr.org. 
A segment today called What in the World? Actually, your entire program following a number of just bizarre stories. Things are happening in this world, as I said, kind of like putting a thermometer into the culture of this world. And folks, there's a fever here. We got to do something about this. And it begins with prayer and repentance, doesn't it? Uh, Individually, as churches, uh, as families. Are we serious about what's going on in this world? How many times do we find churches that will, will not speak up, will not even proclaim the Word of God, don't want to talk about sin today? No, somebody just might get offended. Somebody might get offended to learn that they are a sinner in need of salvation. You say, what in the world? What are we called here to be? What are we called here to do? Looking at another story that LifeSite had to, recently from Scotland, Long-delayed hate speech legislation for Scotland will be activated in November once uh, once Scottish police are adequately trained and familiar with its complicated policies and frameworks. The hate crime in public school bill became law April 23rd of 2021, but there's been a delay in enacting the bill due to training, guidance, and communicating planning. Under the unprecedented bill, offenses are considered aggravated if they involve prejudice on the basis of age, disability, race, religion, sexual orientation, transgender identity, or variations in sex characteristics. Now, somehow it seems like fundamental Christianity is is not given the same protection as everything else. The bill states that crimes motivated by prejudice will be treated more seriously and will not be tolerated by society. Criminal courts can generally take into account any prejudice when sentencing a person. The Scottish government stated, whilst an operational matter for Police Scotland, we welcome any measures being taken to tackle hate crime. In an interview in the BBC in 2020, Scotland's then Justice Minister and now First Minister said, quote, free speech in itself is never an unfettered right. The assistant chief constable of the Scottish police embraced the new legislation by stating, quote, our training package has been developed in close consultation with diversity staff associations to ensure all protected characteristics under the new law uh, are clearly represented and articulated and that officers are best prepared when they respond to hate crimes and incidents. Critics and campaigners have called the new hate speech legislation an attack on the freedom of expression and believe it will have a chilling effect on free speech, do you think? What in the world? Friends, we're going to be seeing more and more what's been termed the criminalization of Christianity. It's taking place here. And as we have seen even in our own nation before, when, when, when one's free exercise of religion conflicts with uh, the, the whole aspect of sexual orientation, well, the sexual orientation needs to trumpet. Even though we have the free exercise of religion in our Constitution, and our Constitution says nothing about sexual orientation or gender identity or gender preferences. There's another issue, folks, and this hits closer to home. Here in the United States of America, the story just came out Tuesday of this week. I'm looking at it right now. I've seen it multiple sources. This one is from LifeSiteNews.com. Agencies within the Biden administration have moved to scrub gender-specific words like mother and father from child care legislation. According to a report, there's an unpublished regulatory proposal. They have a link to it. I, I went to the link. It's filed by the Office of Child Support Services, the Administration of Children and Families, and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services proposing to make changes to replace the gender-specific terms mother and father with the gender-neutral term parent, where such terms appear in the law. The proposal also suggests swapping out words like his or her with the gender-neutral but plural there and trading paternity for patronage, parentage rather, The uh, HHS states that its filing uh, aligns with President Biden's executive orders, as well as the so-called Respect for Marriage Act in advancing equity for all, including members of the LGBTQI plus communities, as well as recognizing the existence of and legal needs of diverse family structures. What in the world? Friends, haven't we learned the importance of having mother and father, the dire necessity of these parents, mom and dad? And to wipe off even the terminology of it? And we wonder why we have problems in our communities today and across the state and no regard for the rule of law, no respect for authority today. Looking at OAN Live, Governor Gavin Newsom 
surprisingly, thankfully, vetoed a California bill that would allow parents to lose custody of their children if they refused to accept their gender identity. Last Friday, he vetoed Assembly Bill 957, which the Assembly had approved on a party-line vote 57 to 16. The governor wrote a message where he said that the bill's approach would be used to uh, to diminish the civil rights of vulnerable communities. It was introduced, though, by a Democrat Assemblywoman, Lori Wilson. I want you to hear what she said as she fought for this legislation about courts needing to, to, uh, uh, you know, affirm, uh, parents would need to affirm LGBT and could lose custody of their own children if they refuse to accept gender identity. But here's a statement that she made on the floor. Representative Lori Wilson. That parents affirm their children. They have since the dawn of time. Typically, it happens when their um, gender identity expression matches their biological gender. But what happens is when it doesn't, that's when the affirmation starts to wane. And that's what we're dealing with here. Although it's called the TGI bill, they're not mentioned anywhere in the law. What's mentioned in the law is the child's gender identity and expression and the parent's affirmation of that, whatever it is, because that is our duty as parents to affirm our children. What in the world? That's our duty as parents to affirm our children in their delusions? Now, it's remarkable that Gavin Newsom vetoed that legislation but he signed nine other LGBTQIA plus agenda bills the very next day, one of which was Assembly Bill 5 in California, forcing LGBTQ cultural competency training upon school teachers, AB 223, hiding children's sex changes from authorities in other states, SB 407, for forcing foster parents to at least say they support everything LGBTQIA plus. SB 760, forcing at least one all-gender restroom in government schools, grades 1 to 12. Then on September 25th, he demolished local control of schools by signing AB 1078, which puts the state in charge of curriculum choices and punishes school districts that disagree. It also becomes the 13th statewide school sexual indoctrination law by requiring LGBTQ plus Americans to be included in any study of culturally and racially diverse groups. And the list goes on. What in the world? Parents, didn't you know that it's your job to affirm your children in sin, in sinful lifestyle? Didn't you know that? That's the view of this legislator. You know, there's another story. The headline caught my attention. It's from the Insurgency Insurgency News Blast. ELCA publishes book encouraging queer children to ignore and limit contact with non-affirming parents. From Alpha News, a sitting member of the Minnesota House of Representatives published a self-help book for Christian teens who are questioning their sexuality. Representative Lee uh, or Lay Fink of uh, St. Paul, a first-term legislator who is transgender, identifies as a woman, released a book in 2020 entitled, listen to this, Queerfully and Wonderfully Made. A guide for LGBTQ plus Christian teens. Now, folks, you'll know that that is a mockery of Scripture, where we're told in Psalm chapter one hundred thirty-nine, "I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well." Well, this book is entitled "Queerfully and Wonderfully Made," and in that book you'll find this. Here's a simple truth for you: a lot of people are wrong about a lot of things. Shocking, we know. Some people somehow still believe the earth is flat. They're wrong. Others believe being queer is a sin. That is also wrong. Yes, just as wrong as flat earth theory. The point is not every adult should be considered an authority figure, especially when it comes to you. You are the one who knows you best. When others speak harmfully against our queerness, especially especially someone we trust, like a parent or pastor, it reinforces the shame, anxiety, or self-doubt that may already be causing us harm. It's crucial to be prepared emotionally and mentally for how you will protect yourself from such messages. 
talks about the heart of Jesus' message of love. God loves you exactly as you are. Smart Christians have written whole books about the Bible and how it's wrongly used against queer people. We're not going to rehash all the arguments here. Check out the further reading section to find them. But we want, we want you to know that you are created exactly as God intended, fearfully and wonderfully. Wait, no, you are queerfully and wonderfully made. Anyone who disagrees can take it up with God. They'll lose that argument. Queerfully and Wonderfully Made contains almost no reference to prayer, encourages teens to limit contact with adults who do not affirm their choices, including their parents. Folks, is that biblical? I hope you can answer that question. I say, what in the world? And this supposedly from a religious publisher? From WND.com, a Nebraska professor handed over $200,000 from the National Institutes of Health in June for a program to connect LGBTQ youth with LGBTQ adults for mentoring, according to the grant. University of Nebraska-Lincoln professor Katie Edwards piloting the online mentoring program to prevent adversities among trans and other gender minority youth program that was handed over 200000 from the NIH, according to the grant's description. The program plans to connect LGBTQ youth with adult LGBTQ mentors to promote social-emotional skills acquisition. The program plans to recruit 140 LGBTQ youth from social media and LGBTQ organizations, according to the grant. The project is aimed at testing an online mentoring and skill-building program for LGBTQ youth between the ages of 14 to 17. Folks, this is destined to lead us down a wrong pathway the project, the project started July 1st. It's going to end January 31st of 2025, according to the grant's uh, uh, description. The NIH shelled out over 20000 in February to research trauma caused to LGBTQ per people of color, according to the separate grant. Also handed over 200000 to a Seattle hospital to create a sex education tool for LGBTQ youth on September 6th, according to the different grants subscription or description, that is. And what do we do, though? We prosecute. Todd Starnes reports is a very important case getting underway in the U.S. Court of Appeals. The question judges must decide is whether conservative students have a right to their viewpoint. Liam Morrison is a student at Nicholas Middle School, Middleboro. He got in trouble because he wore a T-shirt to school that declared there are only two genders. He was told uh, to remove the shirt to, and, and could not wear it. He refused. Well, Alliance Defending Freedom is representing the young boy. They say public schools are not supposed to be echo chambers, and students like Liam do not forfeit their rights at the schoolhouse door. I mean, Liam had indicated that, that people were wearing T-shirts promoting various genders. The students who supported LGBT movement were allowed to wear clothing that affirmed their point of view. But Liam was censored because his shirt said there are only Two genders. Now we're going to take a quick break. I've got a few more stories I want to share with you today, more than I'm going to be having time for. But even we have Veterans Affairs saying that men can get pregnant and have abortions. We'll be back in one minute. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. And our segment today, What in the World? a movement to propel humanity toward a advanced level of existence. Those seeking to change the culture of society are on a rapid trajectory, aggressively touting the extremely powerful capabilities of AI, artificial intelligence, and transhumanism. The ultimate goal of the elite is to obtain immortality and become gods. In the book, Artificial Intelligence, Transhumanism, and the De-Evolution of Democracy, Pastor and Bible prophecy speaker Dr. Richard Schmidt unfolds his extensive research and documents revealing information, unveiling the agenda of those pursuing this technology for evil. You'll also see how these technological advancements fit hand in glove with biblical prophecy and one known as Antichrist. The book, Artificial Intelligence, available for a donation of $18, call 1-800-729-9829. 
This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Today our program is uh, what we're calling What in the World? We've had several programs like this in the past, and we just see this barrage of stories, and, and friends, we shake our heads. So what are we thinking? What's going on in our minds? You know, certainly, where are the morals of this country? Where are the values that were once inherent in this nation, built upon this Judeo-Christian ethic? But we've forgotten God. We've forgotten His Word. We no longer think it applies to us. No, it's archaic. It's old-fashioned. We're putting it aside. Friends, don't do that. Don't do that. It's time to take a stand for His Word, not to compromise. And friends, I didn't encourage you to, uh, to be engaged in a church also that does not compromise. So many churches have, have, have fallen by the wayside of compromise in this regard. No longer want to take a stand on sound biblical doctrine. A troubling story as well was brought to our attention from Todd Starnes of a video footage that came from the libs of TikTok showing VA staffers attempting uh, rather, holding a seminar on how to provide, they were attending a seminar, how to provide reproductive health care training to men who think they are women. The leaders claim that men can not only get pregnant, but they can also have babies. Both allegations are simply false, and friends, they are biologically impossible. Not all people who seek abortions identify as women, one seminar leader said. A person, is a, a person who is pregnant is inclusive and preferred to pregnant women. Say those words instead. A person who is pregnant. Don't say a pregnant woman. VA staffers were also advised to refrain from using uh, terms like uh, surgical abortion, chemical abortion, baby or unborn child, fetal heartbeat, elective abortion or abortion on demand, and, and uh, mother were things that should be avoided. What in the world? I mean, these facilities are to be caring for our veterans, our nation's finest who have fought for this country and so mixed up, now indicating that men can get pregnant and have abortions? Yeah, that question is there. What in the world? Washington Stan telling us uh, Attorney General Rob Bonta in California, announced a lawsuit last Thursday against two faith-based organizations, Heartbeat International and Real Options Obrea, which operate pro-life pregnancy resource centers in California and provide abortion pill reversal services. The lawsuit is allegedly over, quote, fraudulent and misleading claims to advertise an unproven and largely experimental procedure called abortion pill reversal. It appears, though, that he's just targeting them because the abortion pill reversal humanizes the unborn baby and makes the abortion industry look bad. But no, we got to file a lawsuit against these pregnancy care centers giving the reversal pill for abortions. Many lives have been saved by doing that. Western Journal is reporting Chicago is exploring the creation of a city-run grocery store as retailers are fleeing the city. Last year, Whole Foods Foods and Aldi closed locations in the city. Aldi said that after 13 years, repeated burglaries meant meant enough was enough, according to the Daily Mail. Thefts in Chicago up 25%, robberies up 11%. Chicago police said, according to the New York Post, Walmart closed four stores this spring. Folks, we just got word about Target closing a number of stores in these cities that have, uh, you know, the defund the police movements, the crime, the violence. Philadelphia, was it just last night, the, the mayhem that was happening, the looting that was taking place, stores being broken into, smashed windows taking place, outside of, the, you know, the, the new Apple phone that is out, and, and uh, assailants, you know, running into the store and, and yelling, free apples, free apples. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson, Democrat, said in a press release he wants to study whether the city can fill the void. The release did not mention crime, but instead the release said that historic disinvestment has led to an inequitable access to food retail across Chicago. What in the world, folks? We have a crime problem. We have DAs that are not prosecuting. We have judges that are not sentencing. And instead, he is talking about disinvestment that has led to inequitable access to food? Uh, he said these existing in, 
equities have been exasperated as at least six grocery stores closed in the south and the west sides over the past two years. The Economic Security Project, a national nonprofit dedicated to building economic power for all Americans, will provide technical assistance in determining a pathway to the first municipality-owned grocery store in Chicago. Folks, is that what the answer is? Government-run grocery stores? The release said, adding that it was part of Johnson's mission of, quote, repairing past harms that have contributed to purposeful disinvestment and exclusion and lack of food access in historically underserved communities. No, sir. There is a crime problem in your city. You have DAs that are not filing charges. You have judges that you've just passed a no-cash bail system throughout the state of Illinois. You have judges that are not sentencing criminals, letting them back on the streets only to go back to this once again. And you're talking about underserved communities, lack of food access. What in the world? Friends in New York, they're going to a robot, like a robot police officer. Yeah, a police robot. It was unveiled by NYPD, American Military News. New York Police Department has unveiled a 420-pound police robot as the newest addition to the New York City's police force. According to NBC4 New York, the new Nightscope K5 security robot will patrol the Times Square subway station between 6 a.m. and 12 a.m. each day. The robot will feature a 360-degree HD camera that police can use to review crimes that occur on the subway. Mayor Eric Adams is talking uh, in which... uh, Uh, He is saying it will record video that can be reviewed in case of an emergency or a crime. It will not record audio. It will not use facial recognition. However, he told New York City residents that after the police robots pilot program, the city will consider the effectiveness of the robot uh, and before determining uh, future years, uh, future use. KFI robot will not utilize facial recognition or record audio, but potential vandals of the police robot will face consequences. Well, how are you going to catch them? Well, because it's going to have video. We're not going to use facial recognition, but we'll have video. So if anyone destroys this or vandalizes this, they're going to be captured on video, and we're going to prosecute them. Uh Uh-huh. Really? And let me say also, let me just share a couple more stories here, and then we'll get your reaction here on the phones. The um, story that just came out, again, numerous sources. I have the one right now from Western Journal. President Biden calling a key leader... Uh, of Kamala Harris and the Biden-Harris administration's effort to end our nation's gun violence epidemic. President Joe Biden last Friday tapped Vice President Kamala Harris to oversee the first ever White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention. A White House statement said the office will focus on implementing executive and legislative action. Um, The statement said Biden deserves credit for taking more meaningful executive action than any other president against guns. In remarks announcing the new office, Biden said, I've never thought I'd even remotely say this in my whole career. Guns are the number one killer of children in America. End of quote. Folks, it is not the case. That is not the case. The number one killer of children is abortion. And he sanctions it. He sanctions it. Putting Harris in charge of the new office led to a round of derision on social media, with many users pointing out that she has been unable to stem the rising tide of illegal immigration in her role as Biden's border czar. You remember that appointment? She's the border czar. She's going to take care of the border problems. We just heard a program the other day, yesterday, on this issue. And now going to, uh, you know, be the, be the guru on, on gun control and, uh, and, the, and, and the violence stemming from guns? What in the world? And here's one more story here today. And friends, if you want to get online, our number to crosstalk is 800-733-9829. If you want to comment on these issues here today, 800-733-9829. A new report in the Washington Free Beacon notes that under Joe Biden's leadership, the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, has spent millions of dollars in taxpayer funds on military-grade hardware. The supplies include advanced combat equipment. Folks, we're talking about the EPA. Advanced combat equipment, reconnaissance supplies, guns, ammunition, and more. And now a U.S. senator wants to know what's going on. Yeah, he's asking, too, what in the world? The report explained Biden's EPA already has spent over $2.8 million on these items, a surge of 143% what was spent under the entire Trump administration. 
The Free Beacon reported that the climate agency's spending spree on guns, ammunition, and advanced tactical equipment is the subject of an oversight probe held by Grassley, uh, who described the EPA's militarization as frightening. The congressional investigation comes months after a watchdog group found out that non-law enforcement agencies in the federal government, such as the EPA and the Internal Revenue Service, have spent nearly $4 billion in taxpayer funds since 2006, stockpiling all manners of guns, ammunition, and military-style equipment. Grousey noted that his review already has found that the EPA, charged with protecting the nation's environment with obtaining mobile command vehicles and mobile command posts, the agency's 200 federal law enforcement officers are equipped already with 857 guns and a half a million rounds. Grassley wants the EPA to explain what it has, who is using it, and what it is for. What in the world? Where are we heading? What is going through the minds of those, and what is what is planned for the future? I'd like to get your reaction to these stories here today. Am I just all washed up here? Let's go to uh, Daniel in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Daniel, you're on the air. I'd like to get your reaction to these stories here today. Daniel. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, turn your radio down, please. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, what, what do you mean by uh, abortions are killing kids more than guns? Say that again? You said that uh, abortions are killing kids more than guns. Yes. How is that? Yes. I want to know how. Well, you see, when you take the life of a baby in the womb, that's abortion. Uh-huh. That's killing, an, uh, that's killing a, a child. Uh when does that happen? When do they have abortions when the kid is fully formed? Sir, it starts, it starts right after life begins at conception. Science tells us that. Biology tells us that. So anytime that we are taking the life of a child, and that is an unborn child that is in the womb of the mother, when we are, when we are taking the life of that baby, whether it be through a chemical abortion or whether we go through surgical means that is taking the life of that human child. And we are, you look at statistics, we're in the 60s plus millions of babies that have been killed by abortion here in the United States. So that is the number one killer of children uh, uh, over guns. Thank you for your inquiry. I encourage you to check into it. Tony in Nielsville, you're on the air. Wow, that guy is really delusional. Boy, I'll tell you, I thought I was blind. Uh, First off, I want to say uh, if we get attacked by any of these illegals that are coming over here, I'm fighting. And um, the days that we live in make me think of the, the Bob Seger song from 1979 called Against the Wind, but how I wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. And uh, I seen on Yahoo a few days ago, on the on the big thing, the clock or whatever it is in Times Square in New York, that it said for the whole world to see, Trump won, and you know it. And that's all I I need to say, Jim, so others can get on. Okay, thank you for your comments here today. Not sure we're going with all of them, but thank you for the call. We'll be back in one minute. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Our program today, topic, What in the World? Back in one minute here on the VCY America Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Last week, Joe Biden signed an executive order creating a climate change core. It's a youth core. And one of the groups behind it has been the Sunrise Movement. This is an organization we've been covering since 2020. It is a Marxist organization that works with many radical Islamists as well. And their goal is not just green energy. That's a masking term. Their goal by their own website says is to take away our Second Amendment rights and to get rid of all fossil fuels. They also want mandatory jobs. In other words, a guaranteed job. They want to stack the American government with radical Marxists that have been trained through their program. And now they're asking to start with for $10 billion. Please understand, they're going after your children and grandchildren with this program to put Marxists into the government after they've been trained through our schools. You don't want this funded by the federal government. Stay tuned. 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, and uh, to the listener who called a bit ago about uh, how is it that abortion is killing more children than gun violence? Uh, yeah, according to records, I think this is the year uh, 20, 2019, they said. In 2019, before COVID, there were some 1,732 gun deaths among U.S. children and teens under the age of 18. By 2021, that number increased to 2,590 in that year um, of 2021, 2,590 in all in the entire year. Now, that's tragic. It is indeed tragic. But the number of children killed by abortion daily exceeds that number. Every day, the number is greater than that number right there. Let's go back to the phone lines here. We have uh, Greg calling next out of uh, Minnesota. Greg, you're on the air. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. I, a couple of different things, short make it short here that appointing Kamala Harris as a gun czar, what could go wrong there? Yeah, indeed. But I, you know, you have all these issues and I, you know, you try to tell people about them and they don't want to hear it. They don't want to understand what's going on in our country and in the world. You're and right. I guess even I'll take it one step further and you understand Bible prophecy, you know, it's just, it's amazing, but people are just don't want to see. They don't want to hear. Yeah. Thank you, Greg, for the call. Robin is next. Monticello, Kentucky. You're on the air. Yes, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just have a verse I'd like to read, and um, it's in uh, James chapter 4, verse 17. You know, all these people uh, in the world, people need to uh, think about this. Therefore, to him knoweth to do good and do it not. To him it is sin. Hmm. Yeah, very appropriate. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Mark is next. Stanford, Kentucky, you're on the air. Hey, uh, Jim, this is Mark. I, I'm old. I'm just old country boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't take a smart man to figure this out. Uh I don't even know where to start or even where to stop at. Uh, you know, if I can figure this out, it doesn't take a rocket science, uh, a rocket scientist to figure this out either. Uh, my kids just got on lockdown down here, you know, and they're shipping them to here, shipping them to there over somebody making a gun threat. You know, you can't even go to school and have a, a decent day at school without somebody, you know, calling in a threat. Then you've got, you know, Kamala Harris being a gun czar, a border czar. We're sending all this money to Ukraine to keep them safe. we got over 7, 000, or 7 million illegals coming in, yada, yada, yada. You know, and I feel for Joe Biden. I really do. I'm a Christian man. I feel sorry for him, you know. Somebody needs to help him, you know. Somebody needs to stand in and take over the reins. You know, Trump ain't going to save America. Biden's not going to save America. Jesus Christ is the only one that's going to step, you know, until we yeah. turn everything over to him and God and God alone. And the Bible says things are going to wax worse and worse yeah. and worse. Yeah. We just need to tarry and pray for each other and love each other. And do what's right and help each other. You know, how many people could we have fed here and helped here? How many homes could we have built with all the money we have sent to Ukraine? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mark, thank you for the comments. I've got others lined up behind you in just short time, but thank you for your comments here today. Appreciate it. Jake is next in Kennewick, Washington. You're on the air. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, you know, I was pushing back. The EPA does have a law enforcement arm, as does the IRS. So it makes sense to make sure that they have what they need to keep them safe. You know, there's so many guns in this country, and I, I just can't understand why there are so many good Christians so passionate about the right to bear arms when Jesus tells us we should turn the other cheek. Yep. And that there's really no reason to kill anyone, uh, or, you know, even in self-defense, as Christians 
we don't believe that, that you, should, you should kill. Well, let me put it this way, Jake, because there are many believers in Christ who would disagree. And I'd like to refer you back to a program we did on Crosstalk on the Christians and self-defense. Christian Response to Self-Defense. We spent a full hour on that particular program uh, with a very biblical apologetic uh, for the certainly the aspect of, of uh, uh, weapons, a gun, uh, holding for self-defense purposes. Certainly, as there are other reasons as well, but check it out. I've got only time for one more call. Tony in Charleston, Illinois, you're on the air. Hello? Yes, you're on the air, Tony. Hey, hey, all right. Uh, I just want to make a comment here about the government grocery stores. Yeah. I'm sure them's going to be about as popular as the post office. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. How hard is it to run a stamp across town without really messing it up? And what's it going to happen when it comes to the grocery stores? I know exactly what's going to happen. You're either going to do what they tell you to do, or you'll starve. And that's one way of getting at people when they're when your old stomach is hungry You'll do just about anything somebody tells you to do. Yeah. And, uh, that, and Mark, you're exactly right, brother. We need to tell people about Jesus. We need to love on one another. And when it comes down to standing up for our rights, we have to. I mean, it's just the way it is. What's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong. And Camellia, uh, I don't even want to go there. So mm-hmm. keep up the good work, y'all, and keep looking up. He's coming back one of these days, and that's the best thing we can do, just tell people about Jesus and the love of Christ and try to point them in the right direction. Thank you, Have Tony. Have a good day. Thank you, Tony, for your comments here today as well. Yeah, the uh, Christian Self-Defense, to go back on Crosstalk, uh, January 23rd, 2020, did a program. Pastor David Brown was with us. Um, matter of fact, he'll be with us coming up in a future program, a different topic, but uh, you'll find a full discussion on that issue there and a lot of great information. Friends, when we boil all this down, what came to my mind is from Romans chapter 13 and verse 11. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. From Romans chapter 13. Troubling times in which we live, but friends, the answer, as one caller pointed out, the answer is Jesus Christ. Do you know him as your Lord and Savior? Oh, if not, we would encourage you to place your trust in him. We've got something much better to look forward to. God bless you, folks. Thanks for joining us on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.